Welcome to ECBRO Bigfoot Radio. What you're about to listen to is Joe DeHoya from Beyond the Woodline. Follow Joe on Facebook and his many episodes. Now, stay tuned and enjoy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're here live today with Daniel Benoit. Uh, that is how you say your last name, right, Benoit? Yes, yes, okay, absolutely. Okay, okay. I worked with I worked with a guy that uh, his last name was Benoit too. So, I oh, figured, okay, yeah, nice, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're here with Daniel Benoit. He's the founder of the uh, ECBRO, and uh, he's one of the best researchers in the field. Got a lot of knowledge. Uh, I think really. Uh, a lot of you guys probably already know him anyway, but in in my opinion, he's he's uh, he's, he's one of the best guys out there to talk to you about the the Bigfoot subject. So, uh, Daniel, if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about yourself, brother. Okay, uh, well, I've been involved with this for several years now. Um, excuse me, I was just sharing this here. I'm, um, yeah, I've been involved for several years. Uh, you know, I started off very independent, been independent for quite a while. Um, you know, but then, you know, well, I'm jumping too, uh, too far ahead. Um, you know, and as I, I tell a lot of people, what got me involved with this, um, for one thing, I've always been involved with the outdoors, love the outdoors. Um, you know, and of course the very famous 1967, uh, Roger Patterson and Bob Gimlin, uh, the, the Patty footage is, uh, you know, something I've seen. And uh, was fascinated by it. However, something that struck more with me regarding that film was when I seen the documentaries um, involved with that with graphic analyst Bill Munns, which he did a phenomenal job analyzing and dissecting that video. Um, and not, and that's not including the other scientists that's been involved to study the gate. And uh, and you know, here here they are studying and analyzing and dissecting and, and they can't debunk it and everything points more towards a live flesh and blood creature you know um tracks were found on site and um there's a lot of other details that really got put into that uh and then ever since seeing that footage it, it, it really blew my mind it opened up you know some serious alertness you know it alerted me to man they're out there you know and so every time I've been out in the woods, you know, I'm motivated just being out there and, you know, looking around, exploring, not knowing what I might just find. Because your average Joe, your your average, you know, outdoorsman, you know, yeah, they're they're familiar with the outdoors, but you know, when you're more alerted and open up to what's really out there, uh, when you're, you know, when something like a Bigfoot, Sasquatch becomes part of your knowledge or that you're aware that they exist, you know, there's a lot of mystery out there and you, you want to find that mystery. So when you become alerted and aware of this, your senses, like I know for me, I, you know, I'm sure maybe I speak for many others, but your senses really seem to expand and open up. And when you're out there exploring, I mean, you're actually looking more than you ever did before. So, um, and, and a lot of things started being revealed, you know, and 
I wanted to start looking for tracks. So that was my one of my main focuses, looking for tracks, you know, being out there in the woods, finding things. Uh, I've come across a lot of odd, odd things that I would like, you know, some of them I like to associate with Bigfoot activity. Um, but, you know, at the same time, here I am. I'm very acquainted with wildlife. I started focusing more on wildlife, too, because over the years, I've seen more and more how people look at, you know, I'll, I'll use this, for example, a broken tree. Uh, Bigfoot did it or whatever, that boat over tree. Bigfoot did it. Then I started doing my own research and a lot of my research, you know, like revealed, I'm like, okay, what I'm learning now is actually really should be considered common sense. Um, for example, you know, there's a lot of wildlife out there that are responsible for half or a majority of what we find, you know, broken trees doesn't prove Bigfoot's existing, you know, even though I know he exists. Um, but broken trees, bowed trees, you know, people fail to neglect that. There's there's weather that causes these damages. There's wildlife that causes these damages. Um, but now, let me clarify that, you know, when it comes to something like this here, I, I've come to the conclusion or the realization that it's not just weather. Or it's not just wildlife. Uh, there's certain things I look for. Uh, I don't always get excited on broken trees and bent trees but sometimes when you find certain patterns and clusters of formations of structures in a pattern or all in a general area especially if there's tracks in the area that you've discovered i, I tend to lean towards okay this just might be bigfoot activity um or a a location where they where they tend to you know i guess inhabit or like more of like a playground um so, you know, little things like this over the years, I've really paid a lot of attention to. Um, and over the years, I've found, I started finding tracks. Tracks started to become more visible to me. Um, you know, um, studying the various wildlife tracks. Bear, bear are very important because they're very, for the the misinformed or the ones that don't get out enough, or, you know, um, bear tracks are the ones that people clearly misidentify and, um, so when it comes to wildlife, wildlife is very important um, to really understand because, you know, if you don't know what is known, how are you going to understand and learn what is considered to be unknown? You know, Bigfoot, everybody goes out in the woods, Bigfoot's on the brain. So everything to them is Bigfoot. Oh, you know, basically the heck with everything else, <laughs> the heck with wildlife. You know, they think Bigfoot's the only subject that lives in the woods. You know, there's a lot more of other things out there than the elusive bigfoot so but yeah i've come a long ways i like to believe i've come a long ways with what i've done you know um i too i'll, I'll be one of the first i'll be more than glad to admit that i'm just like a lot of people that i see today when i first started out it was like you have that um when that ambition or that uh, motivation that really spiked up enthusiasm was my, you know, the adrenaline of getting involved with Bigfoot was way up there. And don't get me wrong, it still is. But I kind of mellowed out and chilled out a little bit over the years. Um, you know, because uh, what it is over the years, well, we're starting off, like, what I'm getting at is you have all these motivated people, you know, Bigfoot crazy in the brain. I was like that, too, you know, starting off. And, uh, you know, I wanted to believe everything was Bigfoot because, you know, 
I started watching a lot of people's theories and 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 uh, looking at all these posts on social media, and uh, you know, I was like, man, people saying Bigfoot did this, did Bigfoot does that, and, you know. So I was almost persuaded to believe some of that stuff, you know. So then that's where I was like, no, 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 no. I said that don't make no sense, you know. So that's where you know I had to kind of chill chill out a little bit. Yeah. I had to you know, step back a little bit and really take my time to consider, wait a minute, you know, again, that's back to wildlife, you know? So when I tell people I'm a, a wildlife and Bigfoot researcher, especially when I go to a, give a presentation, I explain why I say uh, wildlife and Bigfoot uh, researcher. Wildlife should be the number one study, the number one focus. If we learn and study, you know, wildlife, all the different various wildlife, um, then, you know, we'll be able to distinguish and determine, you know, a lot of variables, you know, so. Um, so, yeah, to me, that's that's why I find it important to study wildlife before Bigfoot. Um, you know, Bigfoot should be our last conclusion, our last consideration for anything when we're out there researching in the field. So that's just the way I look at it. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah you and you hit, you hit so many good points. Uh, yesterday, we actually, uh, me and my friend, uh, Sean, we were walking around. We actually had this almost similar uh, conversation talking about, uh, uh, you know, understanding the wildlife in the area, you know, knowing what animals you have, especially like, you know, in your area. Uh, he uh, was out uh, recording, and when he came back, he was like, hey, man, listen to this. I, go, I had to scream, you know. Uh, and he wasn't too familiar with the wildlife. And, and uh, you know what? When I first started doing this, I didn't realize – different wildlife can make so many different sounds, you know, like foxes and bobcats, you know, the, oh, you know, the yeah. you know man, the first time you hear a, a, a fox scream, he's like, there's no way this, this little, this <laughs> big sound came out of this little animal, you know, but, uh, you know, yeah, you, yeah, man, we had this very similar conversation yesterday, you know, about the animals in the area, known not just, uh, what, what they're capable of doing as far as, you know, markings and their, you know, their prints, but, uh, you know, the sounds that they make is, you know, they they uh, they can scare you out there, and if you're, if you're not prepared for it, uh, an owl can screech. You know, it sounds sounds just like a chimpanzee, and and I've heard that myself. And <laughs> the, the, the first time I heard that, I was like, "What the hell did I just hear?" And I sent it to everyone I knew, and they didn't know it. And I sent it to my best friend, and he's like, "Oh no, that's an owl." I said, "How you know it's an owl?" He goes, "He's because mm -hmm. uh, uh, they were tearing up some woods next to his property, and all these owls came onto his property." He goes, "Yeah." He goes, uh, "We didn't know what was what was making that screaming noise until we saw on our you know." out there on their property screaming. So yeah, you know, it's uh, important to understand the wildlife in your area. Well, uh, that's interesting how you brought up owls. Could, uh, could I ask exactly um, what exactly, uh, what what particular owl or species of owl, uh, would it have to be a barred owl by any chance? Yeah, I think it was a barred owl. Yeah, yeah, that's what he's. Well, see that's, uh, barred owls are very common, like out in the woods where I go in the national forest out here that's one of the ones that are very common and they're very vocal in the evenings. Uh, yeah. I've heard them, you know, communicate, you know, and, um, I've heard several different tones like you were talking about. Yeah. Uh, different uh, tones, um, owls and coyotes, but owls are very fascinating to me. Um, cause I've heard some crazy sounds come out of owls. And, uh, when I've had other people out to my camp and they, and they hear this for the first time, and yeah, some of the loud, uh, the loud, long screeches that they've been known to do will really kind of 
you know, if you're not expecting it, which most time you're not anyway, it'll catch you off guard. And then when you hear that for the first time, you're like, what the, you know, and I've had people like, dude, do you hear that? I say, it's just now, <laughs> you know, because they're, they're not familiar with it, you know, um, same thing I've heard in my area. There's a lot of hills and ridges and hollows. Um, now, now I know people say that Bigfoot mimics different species. That could be true. I mean, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rule that out. I'm not gonna dismiss that completely. But when you have when you're in an area, you have ridges and hollows and uh, whatever. It's like giving off a, a, a your own vocal. You may not get a complete echo, but if somebody's up on a hill or down, or if you're up on a high ground and someone else is down below, they hear that. It's going to sound like a heavy bass. It depends right. on your location and in, in the in the terrain. I've heard owls, you know, like sound like oh oh real loud and bassy, but they're usually in the distance, you know, and you know it's had me puzzled before. But then you got to consider, like I would mention, you got to consider the terrain you got hills and ridges and mountains and vocals of various types of species they're going to sound different regardless if they're close versus if they're farther away so um it's very it's very um trying to think of the right way to put this but i mean it's interesting regardless but you got to really take note of some of these things and and you know and yeah. just don't jump to conclusions you know some people think everything's again. Everybody thinks whatever they hear in the woods. If they're not familiar with it, it's Bigfoot. No, you know. Sometimes there's some people I feel like strangling. Like, dude, chill yeah. out. I mean, there's other animals that live here that are known for doing these things. So I said, why is everything going to be Bigfoot? You know. Um, <laughs> so it's uh, I don't know. Like I said, they they just gotta learn to study these things, take notes of these things. Um, you know, and there's some people that can't get out in the woods as much as others. So, right. you know, and, and this is where I tell people, if you're, what you know, people observe us on, on social media, that they're sitting behind a computer or looking at us through their phone and seeing what we do, regardless if it's a field video or screen, a live stream, and they hear about what we share, hear about what we find, you know, and, and share our opinions, they're doing the same thing. But for those who want to learn more, if they don't want to just listen to us, hey, you know what? I'm a fan of Google. Get on Google. Look things up. You know, go on YouTube. Study the look up sounds. Whatever you think of in your mind, Google it the way you think of it, and you'll be surprised at what you come up with. There's a lot of research you can do online. So I'm all for the, re, uh, the armchair researcher, you know, because sometimes they might find something that we might be lacking or not aware of. So, you know, a lot of people – put down these armchair researchers as we call them, but they, they find information that we don't always pay attention to. So, you know, and then we could take those notes, make mental notes of them, take them out in the field with us and like, okay, so-and-so made mention of this, or they shared this with me and I'm hearing out here. And this is what is actually, you know, it, it kind of boil, you know, it just kind of brings everything together. You know, you got a scramble of notes, you know, me, if you saw my notes, you'd be like, what the heck are all this gibberish? You know, I have ways that, you know, my notes, I have multiple notepads of notes. Um, you know, I type stuff up, you know, make my own little reports on my computer. But, yeah, I got multiple notepads, thin ones, big ones, notebooks. I mean, 
and I jot stuff down on geographical maps in certain locations where I find things. Um, you know, so I have my way of documenting it. Everybody's different. Mm-hmm. So, um, and our, I see we have a question from Simon. Uh, could you ask Daniel in regards to Woodnox research? Does he use them or does he find them? Well, that's interesting that you uh, that you bring that up, Simon. I have used them. I experiment using tree knocks. He has their own two cents when it comes to tree knocks. They're like, you don't want to do tree knocks because it means this. You have all these so-called experts that come out there and tell you don't do this because it means this. No, that's wrong because there's no proof of what they claim they might be. But from my experience, everybody will have their own belief, but I'll share my belief on this. First of all, yes, I do do tree knocks. I experiment and I experiment using them on occasions. I don't do them all the time. But on a number of occasions, more than one, and both daytime and nighttime, uh, mainly during the daytime, I've actually gotten responses, multiple responses from tree knocks. Uh, um, I've received tree knocks, you know, uh, responses uh, on a, a few different occasions during the daytime. Uh, and the way they responded to me was almost, for example, I'll give you this one. I, I find this one, this is probably around just afternoon, probably between one and two o'clock in, in the afternoon. And I was hiking and I was, I had a couple other people with me and we, we just got done climbing down off of one ridge, dropping down, coming up to another ridge. And we all just laid down there. We, we sat, sat down to catch our breath and, uh, and I decided to give off a tree knock. And um, immediately after giving off a tree knock from the opposite ridge we just came from, somewhere down on my left, looking back at that ridge, looking back at the ridge on, down to my left, I had a, a, a really clear knock. And then seconds later, way up on that ridge, on the far way up on the right, was another knock. Here I am. I'm, I'm listening to this, you know. And, you know, at that particular time, I didn't think nothing of it. I was just excited that we, you know, that we got. But from that, just for, I'm using just this one for an example. I sounded off. Then the responses that followed, to me, that indicated that it's more of a a communication. It's um, communicating, letting each subject know that, hey, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. And it basically, it was like a triangle, the points of a triangle, the pattern where those, the response, the, the main top point was me, and then the other was the bottom two points. So uh, that was basically, you know, my way, or f- from the way that experience happened, that was my understanding or my belief. And, and, and this doesn't make this a fact. But this is what I believe, in my opinion, that it was a form of communication, letting each other know where they are. So um, now do I I don't always get responses on tree knocks. It's it's almost a rare thing, you know. Um, But tree knocks versus vocals, I've always gotten more responses on tree knocks versus vocals. However, I've had others with me out in my camp that's given off vocals. And we received responses from them, but I personally never got responses from my own vocals. So, um, so yeah, tree knocks, uh, they're fun to do, but don't ever let anyone tell you what they are and what they're not. Experience it for yourself. Draw your own conclusions. 
Because there's no proof either way, even with what I shared. It could have meant something totally different, but that's what I concluded with the way it worked out, you know. Um, on another occasion, 10 o'clock at night, group of us camping, dead quiet, no sounds whatsoever, it was no activity. But right across from our camp, inside, you know, on the other side of the forest road, we received, we've heard a loud, powerful knock. It's actually brought my father out of his tent one time when he camped with us. He, he was just, he had just gone in his tent. He wasn't even in there maybe 10 <laughs> minutes. And uh, that big boom, yeah, that big boom, you know, brought dad out of the camp, out of his tent. And he was like, I heard that. And I'm actually laughing when he, as soon as he comes out, because I can hear him scurrying out of his tent. And uh, he was like, I heard that. I, and I was standing up and I'm pointing across, you know, across from camp. I said, I told you, it, you know, right. This happened right over there. And there was no wind, nothing. It was dead, silent, calm, you know, probably 60, 60, 65 degree weather, you know, um, at night. And this is summertime because, you know, out there, it's a little cooler out there at night, the, the mountains. Um, hold on. So, yeah, it was very interesting, you know, that dad got to experience that because, you know, I'm always sharing stuff that I find or experience. And, uh, but yeah, tree knocks are very, very interesting that I can say that much. Okay. Um, and I mean, I could tell another story about responses, but that's, you know, a different time. But so, yeah, tree knocks are very interesting. Don't be afraid to experiment. You know, there's nothing wrong with experimenting with tree knocks, vocals, et cetera, et cetera. I've even experimented with doing, making formations and, uh, you know, small little stick structures, rocks, uh, rocks, uh, stacks and everything. Um, you know, so it, it's fun to do. Don't be afraid to have fun doing it because you never know. I believe that Bigfoot's a curious being, you know, they're drawn in by curiosity, you know, so that's my opinion. <laughs> oh yeah. I think you're absolutely right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if I've ever heard anyone who done a tree knock and got attacked for it. So I, I don't think they're, uh, it's a, it's, right. a sign of, it's a sign of aggression, which I've heard people say, don't do, don't be doing tree knocks. You don't know what you're doing. But I've also, all the people I've known who's done, who've right. tried tree knocks have never told me, yeah, we were attacked or we got an aggressive response because of it. So I, I don't, I, I think it's, uh, I think it's yeah. okay to do tree knocks you know, for sure. Um, you know, I was going to ask I, you. I did, yeah, I did have one guy tell me. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I, I was going to ask you. Uh, it's it, it's cool that your dad goes out with you. Uh, does he go out with you often, or I mean, what does he think about the subject himself? Well, yeah, he's a he's a definitely a believer. Uh, he's very fascinated by it. Now, now he doesn't get out there as much as he would like to, you know, because you know he's got bad. He's had surgery on one knee. He keeps procrastinating about because he needs to have it done on the other knee. So you know, and Dad'll you know he'll be seventy years old this year. Um, but he uh, he wants it. He keeps talking about he really wants to get back out there. Now I'm going camping next week. Now he's he's talking about he's going to get out there with me. So I was like, all right, just get yourself ready. <laughs> so, um, but there's one particular area I really want to camp in, and it's a place I visited during the day multiple times. Um, and it's actually where I found my most recent little track that I came across. I believe this area is very active. Um, it's not really visited by people. You can see that people's been there, uh, by the tire, other tire marks in the mud and everything. But, um, I really believe there's something going on there. So I actually currently have a couple trail cameras in that area 
uh, I set out yesterday. So, but if I, I always decided if I'm going to camp there, uh, I don't want to do it alone. Although I go out there, I do carry uh, a sidearm, but still, you know, if you're camping at night and you're in your tent, something comes around, you know, regardless if a foot or a bear, if they want to mess with you, yeah, I feel like, yeah, maybe it's best not to be alone that way for whatever reason. But um, I'm not somebody that's, I've camped over the years alone in a lot of places. And it just sometimes, you know, I feel it's smarter to have somebody else with you. You know, I've done a lot of stupid stuff, you know. People are shocked that I go out by myself a lot. Um, it's just I like to take my time. I'm observant. And usually when I do take people with me and I go hiking, yeah, I've literally had people cry because like we're, they can't handle it. You know, like I'm hiking too far for them. You know, I was like, well, that's me. I like to go deep in the woods. You know, of course, when you get to where I go camping at, you're already deep in the woods as it is. You're out there in the middle of a remote area. And then you go set set foot on uh you know in the woods either if it's on a trail or off the beaten path i mean i just like to go i i'm like the energizer bunny i keep going and going and going <laughs> you know so, but that's just me though you know so let me ask you um, this too um doing what you do uh, as far as bigfoot goes does does everybody in your like in your family and friends know what you do and like how long did it take you to actually like come out and tell everybody hey yeah i'm into bigfoot well, um, a, a good majority of them do know. Um, you know, of course, it was mainly clo mainly my first immediate family uh, that started to know. I, you know, I started posting and sharing publicly um, as far as on social media because, you know, I was involved with Bigfoot before I started with social media. But as far as over the years, I started gradually posting publicly. And because, you know, a lot of the people that were on my, like, social media page, like Facebook, for example, I was joined in. I was meeting other fellow Bigfoot uh, researchers or enthusiasts or whoever it may be. So it wasn't an issue for me to post publicly because I was basically posting and sharing with other Bigfoot people, you know. Um, but then, of course, I gradually added other people on family, old schoolmates or whatever it may be. But And, um uh, yeah, to some it was kind of funny, laughable, but then they a lot of them, on the other hand, found it fascinating, interesting, and um, and the more they saw me get involved, you know, because um, I wasn't I'm trying to think of the best way to put this. Everything I posted wasn't strictly all Bigfoot, you know, like Bigfoot this, Bigfoot that. Um, you know, a lot of people probably don't understand why I share some of the things I did share. Um, like, that's why I'm funny about sharing structures sometimes on, you know, like I come across interesting structures and formations. Sometimes I don't share that stuff on my main timeline. I'll share it in my Bigfoot groups, you know, but because people understand why I'm sharing it. Um, it's too much to respond to a question like, what's this supposed to mean? What's this, you know, because a lot of people that non Bigfoot people like this don't make no sense. You know, what's this cluster of sticks look <laughs> mean, you know, so um but, yeah, it's just a lot of the family started to pick up on it, you know, over the years. And they actually start – a lot of them respected it. Um, right. I have two I have two older sisters. Now, the oldest out of the two, of course, you know, she's a total non-believer. And, you know, I, I've heard plenty of her two cents. You know, I was like, 
you know, just leave it alone. If you don't understand it, believe it. You know, I said, I don't need to explain everything to you. I said, it wouldn't make no sense to you if I did. But um, so, yeah. And then my sister, Melanie, her, uh, her and her kids, actually, you know, Mel- Melanie finds it very fascinating. Um, and because, you know, sometimes she goes on local hikes up north, you know, uh, on occasions when she gets a chance. And she comes across different things and she likes to share stuff with me. You know, it's cool, you know, and then, you know, her, her second oldest daughter, um, you know, Ashley, she's, she's fascinated by it. You know, she's, she follows a lot of what I post and everything. So, <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm, I'm pretty fortunate that my, you know, my brother and my sister, they, you know, they're believers. Uh, my sister's actually gone out with me, you know, uh, my niece has gone out with me. Uh, her two little boys, as a matter of fact, they were, they're like seven and six. I want to say they, they've actually, I took them on a hiking trail. I didn't take them out to the forest, but I took them down. A hiking trail would be, you know, um, I've got a little cousin. He every now and then he'll contact me to see what's going on. I think he's like ten years old, and he's very much into the subject. For the, and for the most part, like all my family, extended family, you know, cousins, uncles, and aunts—they're all into the subject too. And I'm sure a couple of them are probably watching now. Um, so yeah, I I, I I got lucky in that aspect. But you know, you always have—I uh, had coworkers uh, who would make fun of me, but but it was all in fun, of course, you know. But it would—they would secretly pull me to the side oh, yeah. and ask me questions. Uh, then I, uh, you know, I, everything from my—they uh, had a, a friend that lived up near Conroe, which is north of Houston, not too far from the same Houston Forest. Actually, uh, guy came home one day and his dog was ripped in half. You know, so he called me. Oh, yeah, yeah. He called me and asked me about that. You know, so we went and checked it out. Um, uh, you know, uh, so it, it's always cool when when stuff like that. Not, not when I want a dog. It's killed you know when when your people around you are supportive and uh and uh interact with you about it participate with you a little bit so i i i like that you know and uh it's always cool when you go somewhere and someone knows that you're into bigfoot and they start asking you questions and telling you a story like i told you about mm-hmm. you know the cashier at the convenience mm-hmm. store yesterday with you know, that was pretty cool uh what about you uh do people ever pull you to the side at unexpected moments or like you go somewhere and someone knows that you're into bigfoot um, well, it's funny. Uh, yes and no. Uh, but I've learned a lot over the years just from sharing stories and, uh, not just sharing stories, but, um, like for example, coming across, you know, various people, um, some of, you know, me, I deal with a lot of other construction workers when I deliver to different job sites and stuff. And, you know, and then some of them on occasions will get into speaking with me about stuff and, um, and then I'll start sharing a little bit of how I camp and hike. And, you know, sometimes I'll start off just talking about hunting. And then um, then I might, you know, I try to find a way to gradually build up to sharing about Bigfoot, with whether it be odd, you know, sharing odd experiences and stuff. And, um, and then others will share things with me. Uh, but, oh, yeah, I've heard this, and, and I don't know what it was. One guy I talked about... <laughs> Yeah, I was out. Uh, I was out hunting. I was sitting up against a tree, and I had these tree knocks. And that's exactly how they describe it, tree knocks. You know, it's like wood on wood. And he started hearing it like all around from where he was at. You know, and um, I was like, "That's interesting." You know, and sometimes I'll pull out of my wallet. I got cards. You know, showing you what I do. You know, I'm Bigfoot researcher. Blah blah blah. And and some people, like I've had people laugh at it. But then I've had people like, like explode with excitement, like unbelievable, like, dude, you know, let me tell you something, you know, I was like, 
please do, <laughs> you know? So yeah, people come out of the woodwork sometimes when, when they learn about you. And that's why I, I've shared my cards around public places, you know, and I, I try to put myself out there publicly. I've even shared in non Bigfoot groups, you know, and, uh, but even though as many of them will laugh at it and joke about it, there's always somebody in the crowd that experienced something at some point in time. And regardless if they've seen something or experienced something that they can't explain, they don't want to share it with their friends or talk about it publicly. Cause you know, your average person that's a non-believer skeptic, they're going to laugh about it. They're going to yeah. ridicule you. You know, if you tell them you saw this big hairy giant walking through the woods, they're like, yeah, okay. What are you smoking? You know, this kind of situation yeah. that they deal with, you know? Yeah. So, but when they learn about someone, hey, this guy, you know, for example, yeah, this guy here, he looks and studies this stuff, you know, and looks for evidence and he's a Bigfoot guy. And well, they'll, you know, when they learn that's what you do and they know they get, they start to get comfortable with you, they're going to, op they're going to open up, you know? So that's how I am. I want people to open up and feel free because there's a lot of people. Uh, don't know who to share. I mean, they they got this experience burned into their brain, you know, and they'll never gonna they're never gonna forget it. But they're waiting for someone to share it with, you know. So, mm -hmm. but yeah. So over the years, I have come across, you know, and dealt, you know, met with people and, and uh, gotten conversations to learn about things and open up to people with them. But uh, so yeah, and then, like I said, leaving my card out in different places when the right person finds it, I've met up with a you know, several people or conversated with them over the phone or whatever, whatever it may be. So, but, uh, yeah, it's been an interesting journey regardless with versus, you know, learning from other people, uh, first and experiences fully and, or, or me out there, you know, exploring and finding a lot of the cool stuff I have come across. So, um, yeah. As far as I'm concerned, the event, the adventure is far from over. <laughs> yeah. So, so like, yeah. what was it like when you first like found like your first print? You know, what was that like? What what, what went through your mind when you found like the first like okay, this is a print. Well, to be honest with you, I the explain the excitement was probably <laughs> a kid entering an amusement park for the first time. You know, so I like like. Whoa! Look at this ride. It's you know, <laughs> it's uh, unbelievable. It was kind of shocking, you know, like almost to the point where your heart was beating kind of fast. You know, um, almost every time I come across a track, that's how it was like for me. Now over the years, it's kind of really mellowed and chilled out. You know, because yeah. I've collect, you know, I collected casts. You know, I come across, you know, various tracks over the years. I've made several different casts. And it's at the point now where I'll just take pictures of it. And they're like, please tell me you casted that track. I was like, I was like, I don't, I don't know. I just, I personally didn't feel that it was necessary. Can't you just accept the picture that I found it? You know, what's, what's the cast going to do? You know, I have too many casts as it is. Um, like recently I found this one track and I believe it to be a juvenile, uh, a Bigfoot track. It does not appear to be a bear track. And I've had several people agree with that and, and just, um, you know, because I've seen tons of bear tracks in my area. There's tons of bears. There's a lot of bears. I've seen a lot of their signs and damages and everything else. A lot of their tracks, even the young bear. I've seen I, their tracks are neat looking. I, I, I understand, know how to identify a bear track. 
but when I found this little seven to eight inch uh, juvenile, juvenile track, which I believe it is, I mean, you know, maybe it's something else, but I believe it to be a juvenile Bigfoot track. I've had casting material with me in my vehicle. I took pictures of the track at different angles. I, I only posted a couple different angles of it, but I got a few more. Um, thing is, I was talking with somebody earlier, probably about an hour before this, and we were talking about different tracks and this and that, and we got into talking about my track, and I did not think about it. I told him, I said, not once did I think about casting it. I got pictures of it. I thought, you know, hey, that should be good enough. But um, so, um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I got that one there. I actually got pretty excited about that because I never come across a track that looked like that, you know, as far as that looking at that. So that's not a bear track, you know, because you can see if you look, even if you have to zoom in on the picture, you can see where the toes. Now, some people think they're just long toes. I think it could have been slippage possibly, but then again, uh, maybe they were just long toes. If you look at the whole track, you can see how it's all, it's the whole outside line of it. It's all consistent to the heel from the toes to the heel. There's actually a heel that's evident there. So, um, that there was actually exciting for me because I was like, as much as I've been out there in the woods, I not once ever come across a track that small. Um, the other side, the average tracks I've ever come across, most tracks I do come across are average between 12 to 15, maybe 16 inches. Um, I have come across a few that average up, you know, that might be around 17 or so, but they're not that often. They're very, to me, they're very rare that, I come across large tracks. Uh, again, most of them average 12, 13, 14, up to 15, maybe 16. Um, so, yeah, but tracks, like I said, I've always been excited over tracks, but I don't get as excited because I know what's out there. And, yeah, you know, come, finding tracks is, I don't want to say has been common for me because there's a lot of tracks I have come across. I don't always show, share on social media. Because it's gotten to the point where, and, I, and I'm feeling this from other people. I, I honestly, I'm feeling this from other people. Like, well, this guy comes across all these tracks. It's a little hard to believe. And, you know, that mentality, that thought is running through my head before I even think about posting and sharing that. It's like, why do I even bother? Because I'm going to get ridiculed because people are already jumping, jumping my shit about it. <laughs> and I was like, I made a post yesterday and I deleted it where I got to the point where I'm going to stop sharing stuff. I was like, you know, I know people are going to be rude and disrespectful, but it's just, I don't know. I feel like it's been, I've been doing this for so long, you know, people should understand, you know, I, I don't know. Some of these people, they're the ones that are not getting out there. They're, they're, right. it's just, it doesn't make no sense. So it's yeah. aggravating. I, I'm not going to lie. It's very aggravating. And some yeah. of these people, I just want to, you know, <laughs> you know. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's funny because I've posted stuff before too, like, you know, like Prince. And uh, it's always the same people that will say something negative about 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 your uh, evidence, but when it comes to their evidence, it's the real deal, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, those, yeah. that, that, that's, those are the people like, man, come on, man. Everything you find is the real deal, but everything I find has to be questioned a hundred different times, you know? Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, so that's why. Yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of in that boat. I don't, I don't really share. I'll, I mean, I'll share with certain people, you know? Uh, mainly through, you know, privately right. or, or what have you. And, and if, they, if they criticize it, that's fine. You know, uh, you know, because I respect. If I if I share something with you, then I respect you enough to take your criticism from from it. 
and uh, I, I I think that's uh that's not good for the you know for the community when you're trying to uh, go out and, and share what you find. If if you don't want to believe it or you think you got questions about it, that's fine. But to be just rude and and uh, and mean about it, that's not necessary. You know. Yeah, because to me that's uh, that's being discouraging. Like for the there's a lot of new people. I've seen a lot of new people come into this and. Right. And even the younger people, there's a lot of younger people getting more involved, which that's awesome. I love to see the younger people get involved with this, you know, because it's to me, you know, that's healthy. You know, that's a healthy thing for them because that gets these young people out in the woods to want to look for this. It gets them motivated instead of sitting behind a TV and playing a video game that's going to, you know, screw up their mentality for life. You know, it's better getting the fresh air, learning about nature because, you know, I can recall, yeah, I was a little kid playing Nintendo, I mean, and having the Atari in the, in the house, but, you know, um, and then, yeah, I've gotten the other play, play systems over the years growing up, but it's, uh, yeah, because it's pretty obvious. A lot of that's addictive to these people and, and the parents let their kids stay on it, you know, um, instead of learning something that's more educational, being outdoors and, um, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, you as far as the people getting involved, you know, I, I'd be encouraging to people, right, but right. at the same time, I'm not going to sugarcoat something. Yeah. And I'm going to share my honest opinion. Cause I get a lot of people sharing pictures, sharing this. What do you think of this? What do you, man, I'm going to lose another friend, but Hey, this is what it is. That's how it is. One thing about this, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's good to share. It's good to uh, show your evidence. It's good to talk about this subject, but you also have to have a thick skin, right? You know, uh, but you know, have, right. you know, having you know having a thick skin doesn't mean that uh, that gives anyone a right to you know like to put you down or to, or to degrade you or to insult you. That that that's uh, that's crossing the line. Yeah, and, uh, but uh, and and, trust me, there's a big part of me. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just gonna make mention. There's a big part of me that tries so hard to be professional or, or tries to display a professional manner because there's times, you know, it's not always easy for me, but I, I don't like cussing. I really don't. I, I, I don't like to curse or, or whatever, but when I get to ranting or if I just want to explode on somebody, I can't help it. It seems like it comes out natural. It makes it, <laughs> it actually feels like by releasing my you know, <laughs> negative side of things, it, it Makes me feel good sometimes, but and the thing is, it's hard. I try not to because you know, there's sometimes I don't know how to express myself, you know, so it's easy just to say bad words. You know? Oh, yeah, so I'm not, you know, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, but you know, it's easy for me to just to go blah off the you know, off the chain, but um, it's just because always the hardest thing that's been hard to explain myself, you know. Uh, a lot of people say, oh, we understand what you're saying. Yeah, but then I get a lot of people say, well, you're talking just a bunch of gibberish, you know? Right. So it's whatever, you know? I said, you know, so I'll type. Sometimes it's better for me to just to type or whatever. And, you know, because as far as doing what we're doing now, you know, I mean, I know what's up here, but trying to project it verbally sometimes might confuse people. <laughs> right. You know, right. so. But, so, uh, but that's just me. So, you know, we, we talk about having thick skin and showing your evidence and people criticizing it. Uh, that's a pretty good segue in, into my next question. Uh, so what do you think about what's going on in the community right now with this, uh, the Bigfoot massacre theory? And you don't have to spend too much time on it. Well, you don't want to. 
Because, like I said, I I, I know oh, we talked yeah, about soft fine. air. I don't want to give these guys any more press than what they've gotten. Um, but you know, yeah. I'd like to hear your opinion on it. Well, first of all, um, I'm trying to think of the best way to come out on this is well. Recently, with what's been going on recently, this is not the first time they've tried to do this. But now it's being brought up again because there's this video of, I, I don't know. I don't even know how to go. I believe what they're trying to do is discredit or make, you know, the man involved, you know, who's seen Patty, Bob. I believe they're, these people are trying to discredit him and call him a liar. And, and, and I believe they're trying to call, they're trying to call his bluff because they're trying to assume that there's a video by this lady, Bobby. I'm, you know, I'm sorry. I got to throw names out there, but I don't, cause I don't even know who this woman is, but Bobby short is claiming that she's got a video, blah, blah, blah. Uh, this, it proves him to be a liar after over 50 something years. Why are they coming out with this now? You know, it does not make no sense. Bob's been consistent over the years, sharing the same story. He's 88 years old. You know, he's, you know, he's got health issues right now. So when people listen to him, oh, he said this before, he's changing it again. Come on. You put yourself in that position. And, and if you have any relatives that are of age, of that, of that age or older, are you going to expect them to, I mean, look at Joe Biden. He doesn't know what the hell he's saying half the time. <laughs> and, you know, and, you know, but people love him. Let's vote Joe, uh, Joe Biden, you know. Uh, but yeah, people want to discredit a man who's been sharing the same story from all these years. You know, I don't know what to really think of all this. You yeah. know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, if I'm going to say this, I'm going to put it like this. If, if there was something else that happened back in 19 or during that, within that time frame, whatever of that year, I believe if something else did happen, and if and if Bob didn't want to share it, that's his business. Right. I don't see why. I'm just saying if it did happen, but I don't see the point in um trying to come out with something else. I mean, the point is, uh, yeah, they managed to film this Bigfoot walking across the dry creek bed, you know, and and then they want to add in all these other allegations. Hey, we got a video of a Bigfoot. They cannot debunk. Bill Munns and other scientists try to debunk it. And they can't. It points towards a real life of uh, life, flesh and blood animal, or excuse me, creature. I'll get criticized for saying animal. Um, but, <laughs> but anyway, it's just why can't we accept that? Hey, we got a cool video, and it's great quality for what it was for back in that time era, you know. Yeah. Um, and hey, you know, leave it at that. Why do we got to find? Hey, there was a massacre that took place. Come on, that's you know, as far as. Yeah whatever the reason, and these men from Canada came down with these hunting dogs. Who trained those hunting dogs? You know, Bigfoot wasn't widely spread. Bigfoot wasn't known like that. I mean, how do these dogs get trained to hunt down a Bigfoot, you know? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of other little things, too, if you throw in there, that have red flags about this whole situation. Um, half the idiots are involved that are against Bob. They're, you know, um, really, if you over look at the whole thing, they have no credibility because right. especially if you look at what they post for their Bigfoot foot evidence, it's a um, distorted megapixels and distortion that they, you know, they put circles on their videos. And I mean, they're just jealous because they don't have 
a walking a live walking video footage like Bob Gimlin. I mean, right. these guys are bullies. They're picking on an innocent man, as far as I'm concerned. So, Secondhand, thirdhand um, knowledge. Exactly. So, I mean, like I said, I usually don't like, you know, like I know you mentioned, I didn't have to talk about this, but there's a lot of other information. I'm sure other people could clarify and speak clearer than I can, but that's just my two cents. Leave Bob alone and move on, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, except you know, that, you know, he got something that you did it, you know. Exactly. And, and for me, the bottom line is this, you know, Bob's story has not changed so drastically that you would have to question it, number one. And number two, the only man that was there at the time of uh, that that the film was made is Bob Gimlin. And Bob's never given any indication that he's a dishonest person. So if anything, he's an extremely honest right. man. So I think that people just should lay off of him and lay off of the, the video and, and quit trying to push their narrative on this. That's just my opinion. And uh yeah, so see now, like I didn't. This is something I didn't know. I'm, I see Lupe. Lupe mentioned that Bobby had passed away a few years back. I didn't know nothing about this Bobby short lady until recently. Told uh, the How to Hunt guy on his YouTube channel, you know, has this video. He talks about, well, I got these letters from Bobby Short. I mean, uh, you know, I don't know how recent. That, you know, he made it sound like it was very recent, but he got it from somebody else. I guess he, he they didn't want to mention names, but. It all everything points towards Mr. M.K. Davis and his and he's the one he's the mastermind behind the creation of this massacre, playing with his uh, software on his laptop to come up with these different colors on video footages and trying to say this is blood. If you look at the comparison of the original footage, it's either shadowing or water because that's a dried up creek bed. I'm sure there was some water and mud in the area. Um, so I don't know. There's a lot of different factors and stuff, but people want to, you know. The reason I, you know, I know I had a couple that wanted to talk about this on a on my podcast, and I was like, I say like, I think it's best to leave it alone because you know you could ruin your reputation, and you know. But I'm not not afraid to share my opinion and my, you know, how I feel about it. But so, but I don't. It's a lot of a lot of finger pointing. You know, there's a lot of finger pointing and and, and blaming this person or calling this person a liar. And <clears throat> um, as far as I'm concerned, there's drone. Grown men acting like kids, acting like little bully children that need to get their ass whooped. <laughs> That's how I feel. So, um, you know, I mean, there's people questioning some of these people that these so-called bullies that are pointing fingers and trying to make blame on Bob. People have been trying to question them, but they won't respond because they're idiots because they don't have, you know, like, no, accept my bullying. Leave, leave me alone. You know, that's how their mentality is. They don't want to answer because they don't have they don't know how to respond. They rather just play and post pictures and you know be the bully yeah. at hand. So and try to try to make a name for themselves when they're nothing. They have nothing. So that's my two cents. <laughs> but, well, yeah, it was, it was good to get your opinion on that. And like I tell everybody, it's in our opinions. So you know, if you want to send any hate mail, send it to me. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll I don't know him. Up. Whoops! Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, so you know, yeah. What's some people? What you got going on right now? Is there anything uh, you got going on in your area, or uh, you know, your research? Um, well, as of right now, as far as anything major, I I honestly can't speak or share too much because I don't really have that 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 much. I just I have plans for things. Like for example, just camping. Um, as of next week, I'll be out there. And, um, you know, I hope to, you know, 
experience something. I always hope to experience something or find something when I'm out there. Uh, excuse me. But, you know, there's been a lot of people out there camping and spending time out there because there's a lot of people still out of work, you know. Um, right. So I've noticed like, even just the, uh, yesterday when I was out there, there's cam- uh, RV campers, there's tent campers. I mean, some of them, I've, they've been out there for the last few weeks. So, you know, I recognize some of the people that's still out there. They're still in the same ca- uh, tent areas, you know, uh, camp areas. But, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I hope it's not too crowded when I'm out there. I mean, when I say crowded, it's really a remote area. Every all The campsites are spread apart. But if there's five people camping, in, you know, in one in each spot, to me, that's a crowd, you know. But, right, right, um, exactly. <laughs> but uh, like I said, it's, it's if anyone – you could Google the area and see how wooded the area is. If you look up the George Washington National Forest in Virginia, more specifically, look up West Augusta. That's more information than I really wanted to share because uh, I try not to tell people where I go, although I get asked a lot about where I go. And I was like, I tell them George Washington National Forest, you know. Um, but so, yeah, I'll, I try not to give off my location to anybody yeah. unless I know them. And trust them because, you know, I get people ask me, I was like, well, you know, they see what I post and what I share from my findings. They're like, do you ever take people with you? I said, I have. I said, I throw the invite out there, but nobody wants to show up. You know, you tell them when you plan on going out there. I have to make it work for me. I can't just go out there anytime somebody wants me to. I mean, I got a job. I got, I got PTO. I got to schedule it. I got to plan it, you know? So, um, but yeah, so, you know, Sometimes when I plan to be out there, I don't make a big thing about it because I don't want a lot of people out there with me. It's right. easier. I've always found it easier, more productive with, with very few to none, you know, because um, if they don't want to coordinate, if they don't want to work with you, you know, it's hard. To, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm babysitting, even though there's other adults out there with me. Right. I, you know, everybody should learn to pull their own weight. I shouldn't, you know, like, hey, guys, we're going to go on a hike, pack up your gear, bring drink. Blah, I said, just follow me. I said, and prepare to go for a good ways. Um, sometimes that's not always the case. There's certain areas I'll go into and I'll venture a little bit. Like for example, where I found this recent track where I got my, I got, I do got two game cameras set up in there. Um, I don't know if I'm going to, uh, I don't know. As of right now, I'm feeling, I don't want to mess with that too soon. Then again, maybe next week I might go check on them. Um, so then again, Again, I might wait till because I got a schedule a, a whole week. I'll be out there camping for a whole week at the end of May. So, because um, I do have a couple people that sh- uh, that may be with me, <clears throat> um, so I'm not sure. So yeah, if I if I bring anyone out there with me, um, you know, I don't mind if they want to go off exploring on their own, as long as you're familiar with the potential dangers that are out there. Just be prepared for them. I mean, <clears throat> so yeah, right. um, so yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much what I really got going on right now. Uh, every time I go out there, I've been scouting around certain areas that look like they may, you know, de- determine if I feel that they're active in those certain areas. Because um, keep in mind, it's all so spread out. But I, I try to pinpoint locations. And and when I visit different locations, if I find something there, I'm going to start focusing in that area and look in the surrounding areas, see if there's more of something in there that's that might towards uh, might point towards like traffic, you know, foot traffic or <clears throat> or in other activities. 
um, like there is one particular area there where I usually camp at and across from that camp, um, I call that Ekbro zone one. <clears throat> um, I have multiple, uh, multiple areas in there. If like, I got a big map. If I pull out my map, my geographical map, there's locations all throughout there. Um, I have these different areas broken into zones. So, uh, so yeah, it's, uh, yeah, Pat, yeah, uh, Pat Turner from Georgia. Yeah, he's going to be, um, I, I believe he'll, he will be, he's supposed to be coming up, uh, him and his girl, uh, Kim, they're supposed to be coming up and, um, he's, I think he's going to be bringing a drone with him. So, but, um, I wish he had access to that. He was supposed to be buying a new drone that has a thermal imager on it, <laughs> but I don't think he'll be able to get that if it's a good chunk of money. Anyone want to donate Pat $8,000 $8, for the drone he wanted to buy? <laughs> yeah. Cause he's a light, uh, he's a licensed uh, drone operator. You know, cool, he, he actually does really good drone uh, um, operations. He posts he, Yeah. He's got some postings. Um, he's done some recent ones down around where he's at. And, uh, over of this one lake he goes at. He actually showed footage one time. He was actually down chasing boats. <laughs> it's um, it's yeah, it's pretty cool stuff, you know, down in Georgia there. But um, so um, yeah, so that'll be fun. I mean, I got my own equipment. I like to play around with it, experiment. I mean, I got thermal imager. I got a you know, I got a flur. Uh, I got night vision. Um, I got uh, you know other action sport cameras like you know they'll. Very similar to GoPros. I have this one that's a 360 degree camera. It's uh, um, pretty interesting. I, ha I haven't played with that too much lately. Um, I a lot of I have a lot of little gizmos and gadgets. I really want to start using them more, but I try to min minimize what I do use. Um, like I like to keep it basic, even though I have all this other stuff. I like to keep it basic. Your audio recorders, setting them out, especially at nighttime, because you know usually during the night. When it starts to get, you know, when a lot of your nightlife animals become active, you know, that's where I do believe a lot of vo vocals come from Bigfoot, you know. So I'll definitely set out an audio recorder uh, at night. And one thing I tell people, too, if you're going to leave an audio recorder on the record nonstop, set the, set the timestamp you know, by record, say, 8 o'clock at night. And that way... If you get a vocal um, three hours in, and you want to know what time of night that was. You know, there you go. You started at eight, three hours later, 11, you know, uh, 11 o'clock, you know. Um, so there, you know, that's one thing I always try to tell people. It's good to document and note when when you get most of your vocals or a lot of your activity. And that's something that you can focus on, you know, uh, for educational purposes as well, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I did when I set a recorder but, out. But yeah, basically, you know. I, I I say today's April twenty sixth. It's one o two p.m. and I'll set it out. You know. Exactly. Yeah, I do the same thing. I say, yep. I'll look at my the time or whatever, and yeah, do that. So, um, yeah, I haven't used my audio recorder all too much lately. I really need to start using it more because I used to have fun going through it, listening to it, because you know, picking stuff up. Um. Yeah, some audio recorders are set to where you can set it to where it will start recording if it starts to hear something. But right. 
I don't see how that works unless it's a loud enough ongoing kind of right. vocal. Because if you hear one howl, that's only about maybe two seconds long. The, the audio recorder ain't going to pick up and capture all that. You know, right. um, I mean, mine, I don't know if I had one near me. Uh, yeah, I got this one here is my. This is the only one I use right here. It's um, the Olympus. Yeah, digital audio recorder. It's mm -hmm. probably the, one of the cheapest ones you could get, but it's very, uh, very good. It works real good. So it's got, um, of course, I still don't have the batteries in, in this one, but I got my other ones in my backpack. So, but yeah, yeah they're, uh, they work great. Uh, I've, I've left them out in the woods for a whole week at a time, you know, yeah. um, yeah. and, They've been through the pouring rain and everything, but a lot of times if I do that, what I do, I try to find a, a either a, a stump or a tree with a hollow, you know, a hollow hole in it. And because um, you know these here, I don't have one for this one, but my other one, it's got a little foam pouch that came right. with them, and I'll just tuck it in the hole. You know, say this is the hole in the tree, I, I just tuck it out with a speaker, you know, the mic sticking out, you know. Yeah. Or sometimes I'll, I'll angle it down more out of the hole if it works that way. So that way, if it does get wet, the rain will run away, run off of it, right. not get into the mic. But right. um, so yeah, I yeah, those are just some of my fun toys. So, <laughs> but you know, my uh, other equipment's out of range. Out of range. One uh, one piece of equipment that I, I, I took out one time and I'll never take out again is a uh, is a dog whistle. Someone had told me to try a dog whistle one day. And man, I, I blew on this dog whistle like four <laughs> or five times, dude. We got back the most demonic growl we had ever heard. I said, dude, I'm never doing that again. Oh, so, so I recommend for people out there do not take a dog whistle with you because <laughs> whatever growled at us wow. didn't like it. Didn't like it. I'm gonna tell you what, because you know, yeah, we don't hear, it, but that's got to be piercing to a canine's ear. Right. I mean, <laughs> but, uh, that makes me want to try that. <laughs> Well, just be careful, buddy. That's all I'm gonna say. So, yeah. But uh, well, hey, man, we're up on we're up on our hour. Uh, I don't know. Anything? I'm usually I'm usually prepared. Okay, good deal. Um, you got any advice for like newcomers? I know we talked about newcomers a little bit, but do you have any uh, advice for newcomers? Well, I mean, there's so many little things I could throw out there, especially from recent observations from, yeah. You know, regardless if you're a young guy or an old guy uh, that's getting out there for the first time. I mean, I've I've recently seen people. I got this one guy that shared stuff with me, and he'll post videos. He'll go out there in the woods and see a lot of fallen dead trees, and he's getting excited about this thing. It's it's tore up from Bigfoot, you know. And I was like, just rotted trees that's fallen over from weather over time. But you know, that's the thing. Um, I what I would tell people is get Bigfoot off the brain. Forget about Big. I've actually shared this in uh, one of my last presentations at a, a Bigfoot event that I spoke at. Is when you go out in the woods, get Bigfoot off the brain, forget about Bigfoot, and start paying attention to wildlife. You know, So when you're out there in the woods, take your time and explore and learn to be observant. Um, you know, uh, look, you know, look and listen and analyze, you know. And if you're not sure about something, ask questions. Um, but, yeah, when you're out there, you know, learn about your wildlife first. Learn about their tracks. Learn about what they eat. You know, learn about their behaviors. You know, there's a lot of animals that bend and break trees, believe it or not. Uh, 
It's very important to understand my life. Uh, Bigfoot should be your last consideration. Uh, and then, uh, huh, overall, just take your time, have fun with it. You know, if you, if you're going to take this to another level, if you really want to be a researcher, um, you know, although we get, we get ridiculed and mocked at for being called researchers, but you know, we're, we're basically investigators. That's another term or behind a definition of a researcher. We investigate what, what's out there, you know, explore, you know, be, I almost want to consider myself an explorer, you know, um, but, you know, it's just when I'm out there, that's what I do. I explore I, and I, I take my time to become observant of my surroundings and I want to know what's there. Um, you know, a lot of your average person will walk by something and not everything of it. But sometimes there's clues out there that we may not know. We could always assume what they are. But, uh, of course, for those who understand about making assumptions, it's not always good, too. So, <laughs> So, um, cool. yeah, just take your time and, uh, learn about your wildlife. Keep it simple. <laughs> so, yeah. And, uh, for those of you who might not know Daniel, uh, I, I recommend following him, man. He's, he, he's a good dude. He knows his stuff, you know, uh, you have any contact oh, thank you. information, uh, any email that, uh, you, you, you might have if people have any questions for you or, <clears throat> uh, yeah. Um, if, if they're not on Facebook with me, uh, you could direct message me. I'll respond when I can because sometimes there's days I get blown up on Messenger. And if I ignore you, it's because I'm too tired to even respond to anybody <laughs> or I'm in the middle. So I get busy. But, yeah, um, I'll get to you eventually. But, yeah, you can email me if, uh, if you like, ecbro98 at gmail.com. So, um, yeah, I would get my number out, but no, I'll – I rather yeah. not not on social media, yeah. although I, I do that. put my number on my card. Yeah, <laughs> so so well, cool, man, cool, man. It was good having you, dude. Dude, we gotta talk some more. You got so much knowledge, and you know we can go on forever. I think really we could probably go on for another two hours. And yeah. well, yes, sometimes I'm a little bit more put together more in the evenings. So you know, this <laughs> was a you know I was I've only been up since. I don't know, nine o'clock this morning. So, <laughs> well, no, I, yeah, about eight thirty. No, I got up about seven, lay back down, got back up around nine thirty. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Works for me. I, I like to talk, you know, if, if my talk, I, like I tell people anytime I'm on a, uh, on a show, I, I know I, I listen to myself talk while I'm talking and I, I feel like I, I speak a lot of gibberish. So, you know, because explaining myself is not always easy or, you know, but yeah. <laughs> so yeah, also another thing, too, people, if they want, yeah, if they want to check things out, I share things on blogs, uh, my WordPress site. Uh, you can check that out at ecbro.wordpress.com as well. Um, I got a few things on there. Uh, my bios on there. I share other stuff on there. Not not everything on there is my personal made up blog there's other blogs that i've added in there for educational purposes uh a lot of things are in there for fun facts uh or stories uh it it, it all depends i have a little bit of everything on there it's uh but yeah check that out it's uh, it's pretty cool stuff on there ecbro.wordpress.com so um yeah learn about leaf erickson you know a lot of people like to learn about the early Larry, the earliest Bigfoot stories, um, 
encounters and stuff like that. I have a couple of things like that on there um, that, you know, again, there's stuff I've come across from others. So I share that on there as well. Oh, excuse me. So, but yeah, definitely check, check that out. Cool, man. So, well, yeah. Well, all right, man. It was, dude, it was good to have you on, man. Like I said, we got to have you on again, you know, uh, I appreciate you coming on. I know you're a busy man. I know you, I know you work a lot <laughs> and uh, so I appreciate it. Yeah. Dude. Just mainly, yeah. Just mainly driving the driving exhausts me. People don't realize driving. Could, yeah, Cause that's what I do during the day all, you know, through the week I drive, I'm in a, you know, I'm in a truck delivering all day. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, I like, I love my job. Don't get me wrong. It's just, it's, it's just at the end of the day, it all hits you. It's like, it could be exhausting, you know? So that's why sometimes I, I try to. Uh, that's why some people um, they feel like I ignore them. It's not intentional, you know. And sometimes I snap on people. People's like, "Why are you getting so serious? Why are you snap on?" I don't mean to be. Just that's why it's best I try to ignore people sometimes because I can't help it. <laughs> I just, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm too. Like there's another side of me that I don't realize is coming out, and like some of them, it seems like I'm getting ugly with people. Like, so if I ever come across like that to any of you guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, <A> preemptive apology. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I'm apologizing now before I cuss you out. <laughs> and he'll probably apologize uh, afterwards too. So maybe depends <laughs> on my mood. <laughs> All right, Daniels. We're gonna end it right here. Uh, thanks a lot for coming on, brother. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Brought to you by Body Armor. Truffle. <laughs> Truffle. <laughs> it's actually actually very healthy for you. It's real good stuff. <laughs> yeah. But, um, all right. Thank you very much. I, I love being on here. Had a good time. So. <laughs> you did. You did. All right, everyone. Uh, Y'all have a good afternoon. I hope everyone has uh, everyone's safe from this uh, virus that's supposedly going around or is going around. Or whatever your views on that are. Uh, take care of yourself and take care of each other, guys. Have a good afternoon. Bye. Ha, ha, ha.